When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic. And you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things, the every box and barcode matters things, and the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Naveau. That is correct, disembodied voice. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. Jay Zawoski feeling a bit under the weather today, so here I am in the back of a bar doing the podcast so if you hear uh, random music if you hear people talking whatever I'm trying my best to keep it quiet back here but you know what I'm giving you a post game show from a bar so we'll just pretend like it's a live remote I guess yeah that's what we'll do we'll just go ahead and we'll talk about a critical two to one win for the Chicago Blackhawks over the Nashville Predators on Tuesday night winning their first game out of the all-star break and more importantly getting two points against a divisional rival. Uh, before I go any further in this podcast, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to all of our awesome sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. you got to call Chris if you want to get your hockey jerseys, lacrosse jerseys, bowling shirts, whatever you want. He can take care of you. Uh, we also have to give a shout-out to Marishka's, home of the best poor boys on the planet. Been home cooking since 1933 with an awesome beer selection. And speaking of that, you can also get that at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. 
definitely going to be heading out there soon to check out their new menu. Absolutely cannot wait. Going to get some more holes punched into my drink card as well. I keep threatening to do it. It's going to have to happen soon. And finally, thanks to Seat Giant, use the code MADHOUSEPOD at checkout and get some good stuff when you do that. Now that I've got the formalities out of the way and now that I've explained the uh, raucous atmosphere at this bar away, going to have to talk a little bit about the fact the Blackhawks were able to win tonight's game 2-1 to one over Nashville. It was, without a doubt, one of those games that you kind of, they got off to a great start and you were just like, okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? When is Nashville going to start kind of coming back at them? And that is exactly what they did in the final five minutes of the first period, out shooting the Blackhawks six to nothing, came out of the second period, immediately tied things up thanks to Kyle Turris, and you were just like, okay, the other shoe is dropped. What are we going to see from the Blackhawks for the remainder of this game? And what we ended up seeing was not honestly what I would have expected. I didn't expect the Blackhawks to necessarily roll over and die. I mean, they are in a situation where every single point is absolutely critical. And instead of just kind of letting Nashville dictate the pace of play, I thought the Blackhawks did largely a good job, especially in the second period, of kind of holding on to the puck and of possessing it and kind of letting letting themselves dictate pace instead of letting Nashville race up and down the ice. I thought that was a really positive thing to see and I think it resulted in the Blackhawks dominating possession for stretches of the first and second period obviously Nashville had a really good third period when they were trying to come from behind and I thought that Anton Forsberg did a really nice job we'll talk a little bit about his performance in a little bit but the first player that I wanted to highlight tonight I wanted to highlight Vincent Henestrosa because I feel like he's kind of been a guy who was looked at as a potential savior for the top line when he came up. Just with his speed, with his shooting ability, with his kind of just all-around ability just on the offensive side of things. We kind of looked at him as the kind of guy who was going to be, all right, he's going to stir the drink a little bit. He's going to get that puck moving up and down the ice. Tonight, I thought we really saw that from him, and I really liked a lot of what I saw in his game tonight. Had his really good, quick shot working, which a lot of the Blackhawks, it seemed like, were tentative at times in shooting the puck tonight. I know the possession was there, and I know that a lot of those guys held on to the puck and really avoided having Nashville kind of get into the transition game that they've been wanting to get into. But I still think at a certain point, you do have to you know, eventually shoot the puck. And I thought that Vincent Henestrosa did a really nice job with that. I thought that he had a really good game, obviously got the, what ended up being the game-winning goal. And you just got to give him a lot of credit for the way that he was able to play tonight. I really thought that he had a really good evening. I also really liked what David Kampf did a lot of, on, on the ice tonight, especially from a defensive perspective. Obviously, the goal in the first period was great because it got the Blackhawks off to a good start, kind of knocked Nashville onto their back foot a little bit. But I thought David Camp had a really nice night in terms of what he was able to do at both ends of the ice. And I definitely think that's a positive sign for the Blackhawks going forward that they can have that kind of depth up the middle, especially against a team like Nashville, who really does have a lot of good centers on their roster. They remind me a lot of what the Los Angeles Kings used to bring to the table back in like 2012, 2013, 2014, that kind of vintage LA Kings. I thought that the Predators look really good up the middle and I thought that David Camp gave them a really good uh, kind of change of pace there in the middle. I really appreciated what he did tonight. 
And then finally, if we're if we're talking about positives here, I definitely have to highlight Anton Forsberg because I we got to be honest here. That goal that he gave up, you simply you have to do something with the puck in that situation. You can't just give it up. And I know Connor Murphy was just a little bit slow coming to get it. I know there was a slow developing play, but you have to be able to make something happen with the puck at that point. And Anton Forsberg simply didn't do it, and he ended up coughing it up. Nashville ended up scoring thanks to Kyle Turris, who I believe broke a 10-game scoreless streak with that goal and tied things up. And it really it really kind of felt like that was the turning point of the game, and it was like, all right, here comes Nashville. They're going to keep pounding away, ultimately going to get this, this lead back, excuse me, on their home ice, and that's not what ended up happening. The Blackhawks responded beautifully to that, and I thought it all started with number 30 in that. I thought that Anton Forsberg had an absolutely fantastic the rest of the second period. thought he looked really good in the third. Had some really good rebound control at times. There were still a few loose shots here and there that he kind of coughed up a little bit of a rebound on, but I think by and large, I was very impressed with what he was able to do after giving up a goal that realistically was his fault. So I like the bounce back from him. I like the fact that Joel Quenville had him going first out of the all-star break instead of Jeff Glass. And I really did appreciate the fact that he was able to kind of come back from that. I thought that was a really smart thing that Joel did and a really good effort by him. On the negative side of things, we're still looking at a power play that is way too passive and we saw it at times at even strength tonight too where they seem to be content to just possess the puck they weren't actually trying to get anything specifically going offensively I felt like there was a kind of lack of assertiveness as a general rule with the team and that's not something that we want to see especially against a team like Nashville who can go out there and score just so quickly It's amazing how quickly they can jump into transition and get the offense going. And I felt like the Blackhawks kind of did themselves a disservice with the way they just seemed kind of content to have the puck instead of trying to do anything specifically with it. And I thought that was never more apparent than the power play that they got when Tommy Wingles got into his little fisticuff matchup after, I forget who it was that got hit. You'll have to excuse me on that, but... That play, I just I thought that was a perfect time for the Blackhawks to kind of put their foots on the throats of the Nashville Predators. And I thought that it was going to be a really good opportunity for them with Austin Watson in the penalty box. I thought it was going to be good to kind of make a statement there at that point in the game. And they simply just were not able to do it. And they weren't able to get the lead at that point. I thought it was a great chance for them to kind of take the momentum back and they just they didn't do it and I know ultimately Henestrosa scored and everything was hunky-dory and great yada yada but you got to have a better power play than what they did coming off of that fight and some of the power plays tonight they just had were very uncreative very boring it was try to dump the puck in at the blue line or try to break in through Nashville pressure and there was just no real variety to their zone entries and I know Jay and I have been harping on this time and again and I know you guys are getting tired of hearing it but simply put the Blackhawks have to be able to make plays on those kinds of power plays especially against a team like Nashville that can score as quickly as they can also have to point out uh, Anton Forsberg obviously the bad 
uh, pass that he had behind the net. Very Mike Smith-esque, as I said on Twitter. Just got to be a little bit more decisive with the puck. I know you don't really have a guy back there helping you out, but if you're going to come out of the net and you're going to play the puck, you have to know where it's going, simply put. And he didn't, and it ended up costing them a goal, and that was a really probably the only mistake I really thought that Forsberg made the entire evening. Finally, got to call out number 88. I know that he had some good moments in tonight's game. His speed is obviously a big thing for the Blackhawks, and he's going to be very key for them as they go down the stretch and try to make the postseason. But when you're up 2-1 and you have the puck and there's an empty net, Please don't pass it to Tommy Wingles. For the love of God, don't pass it to Tommy Wingles. I thought that Kane forced the pass when he didn't need to. I know he wanted to try to get Wingles the goal because he had the fight that turned the momentum. Yada, yada. Look, I know all the hockey meatballishness that was going on there. I totally get it. But at the same time, put the puck in the net, man. Put the puck in the net. End Nashville's night. Get it over with. Get the two points. Enough trying to be nice. Enough trying to be a good teammate. You said yourself that this team needs to go 23-10 and 10 in their final 33 games. And the fact that you were pass, willing to pass up a goal to potentially give Tommy Wingles that chance almost ended up costing you a point because Nashville had a lot of good opportunities in the closing minutes of the game. You don't want to just give them more opportunities. And I felt like that was a, it was a bad decision by Patrick Kane. Obviously, nothing came of it, but be selfish, man. Team selfish all the way. That's all I have to say with that. Now, the road trip is going to be continuing for the Blackhawks here as they move up into Canada for a Thursday night game. Not sure which one of us is going to have the post game for that, but the one thing we do need to keep an eye on here is what Joel Quenville ends up deciding to do with the lineup because, frankly, they got outshot. They got outplayed a little bit at times in this game tonight, but... I still thought, by and large, it was a really solid effort against a really good Nashville team coming out of the All-Star break. And I'm kind of curious to see if Joel Quenville maybe leaves things alone or if he maybe kind of tinkers a little bit. I'm kind of leaning towards the leave things as is, but I wouldn't be shocked if he maybe made a few adjustments here and there. So that'll be one thing to keep an eye on. The other thing to keep an eye on is going to be whether or not Corey Crawford ends up joining the Blackhawks. I know a lot of people have been saying that he's been starting to work out again. He had been around the team when they were in Chicago, obviously did not make the trip with them to Nashville tonight. But with the length of this road trip that they're currently on, it would not surprise me at all to see him maybe join it toward the tail end. I don't think he's going to play on this road trip. But at least joining the team on the road would kind of indicate to me that he's getting closer and closer to a comeback. And that obviously would be very good news for the Blackhawks as they now are trying to get 44 points in their final 32 games. Pardon me if my math is incorrect on that. I'm going by the Patrick Kane scale. That is it for the Mad Off Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. Thank you very much for listening. I give a lot of credit to my friends here at Smitty's in Kankakee, Illinois for not yelling while I was recording this. I don't think they did anyway. You maybe got treated to a little bit of uh, DMX, a little bit of country music was kind of playing in the other room, so if you heard any of that, I apologize. Hopefully my loud voice was enough to drown it out. want to give one more shout out to our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports, to Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, to Marishka's, and of course to Seat Giants. 
You will hear from either Jay or myself on Thursday night after the next Blackhawks game. Until then, thank you guys very much for listening and participating in the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.